new year. It's a new year. It's a new day. It's a beautiful day here on BAM Sports Entertainment Weekly. We're hosts. I'm Boris. And as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour. Happy New Year, everybody. How's everyone doing out there? We hope you're doing well. And Boris, on a very special edition of Boris and Matthew Sports and Entertainment today, we're taking a look at the top 121 of 2021, buddy. It's been a long time coming, but it's here. The big list. The magnum opus. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, The thing that I love the most about this is the fact that we started off, bam, July 1st with our top 50 matches of the year so far then last week we had our hard cuts of 2021 and there was some great debate in those matches um so you know when we do the compare contrast of the list back then and now you know it'll be interesting because like let me remind the audience i have no idea what's coming until you say it Yes, yes. So a little surprise factor. Also, some of the ratings may have changed just a little bit, not like crazy. But, uh, you know, I went back and rewatched a couple matches and just tweaks here and there may have been made to the list. We'll see how it goes. This is the official final product set in stone, chiseled, written and posted on the Internet uh, in print for all to see sportsfap.com. You can check that out. We'll probably put it on the BAM website as well. But yeah, this is it. This is the official list. No turning back now, homie. Yeah, I love it. Um, and you know what? We waited to record this show. Like, we were like really waiting because, you know, I think it, uh, AEW proved us wrong or right in the sense that there were still hot matches happening we saw it in snme's top list that you know you know a lot of people probably would have voted for including us the the hosts would have voted for brian danielson and 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 hangman page as top match of the year but just goes to show you like it's just timing is everything uh but because you know so our listeners know Whenever you're listening to this, it is January 1st. Happy New Year. So this is literally top 121 of 2021. We've done our due diligence to go up until as late as we humanly could because we even have some matches from the past few days. Yes, sir. And there was the... If uh, if it was just a slightly worse year, just a little bit longer list, we could have found a room for the main event on uh, AEW's Rampage of Cody Rhodes versus Ethan Page. I thought that match was great. And the most newsworthy match from that Rampage was definitely the tag team street fight. The, uh, the, the Barbie dolls explode, Boris. That was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've heard. Um, and yeah, like, you know, Matt, I have to ask you. Would this have made the hard cut list or the top 121 list? Yeah, so I actually think the street fight might have made the hard cut list. I I can't uh, justify ranking it above the current 121, and we'll get back into it, Boris. But yeah, I think it probably would have made the hard cut list. That was an incredible match. And uh, though it was like the, the knock on it would be it was sloppy and they all almost killed each other, it was compelling as all hell. That was definitely one of the wildest matches I've seen in all of 2021. And I was glued to the television for that 10, 12-ish minutes. But it just goes to show you, right? Like, not when it comes to how you feel about a wrestling match, not only is it subjective, 
but there's so much more to it than just in ring. We always talk about our pillars on BAM, right? We have our three pillars. We talk about the in ring, we talk about the production, and we talk about the commentary. You know, and and, and if we want to add a fourth pillar, sometimes, especially now in the post, you know, no, I don't even want to say post pandemic world, but now that fans are back, yeah. um, you know, fans would be the fourth pillar. Like when you consider the those four factors, it can make a eh match into a damn good match. For example, WrestleMania 18, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Not the best in-ring, but it's on some people's top match list because of the four pillars. Exactly right. Because of the immense and legendary crowd response. Because of the Hall of Fame performance by Jim Ross in that match. Forget The Rock and forget Hulk Hogan. Jim Ross was throwing his absolute fastball in that match. One of his best commentary performances. So yeah, all the pillars were hit. Except maybe the in-ring in that one. But perfect example, man. And actually, I think that's a good way to start this here list today. Because I have a similar match to throw at you, buddy. At number 121. The first match we're talking about the only four star match on the list everything after this will be four and a quarter or above but i still had to tack it on the end exploding barbed wire death match john moxley versus kenny omega aew revolution march 7th you hate this match tell me i'm an idiot you're an idiot <laughs> so why why do you think this doesn't belong anywhere near a best uh, of the 2021 kind of list as you can as you can hear, I'm just playing the theme because we might as well just end this show at this point. No, okay, I'm joking. It's a tablespoon of salt to start the podcast off, homie. I love it. I love it. Here's the thing. This match was sloppy. This match was not compelling. This match was dirty. This match was dumb. And to top it all off, we had a botched ending that just made all of wrestling seem cringe how can you when we talk about the four pillars how can you even add this match well i i disagree with everything you said up until the ending part and it was a botched ending that did make wrestling look cringe that that you can't argue that but i like i i think it was it was crisp it was really intelligently uh worked i thought it was very compelling the entire time and uh yeah i thought they used the constraints of their match to the advantage of you know like us the viewer i just really thought it was uh, an incredible wrestling match that was ruined by the end so this is a case where i would have it at like 85 87 90 ish percent but you have to knock it a little bit right like even i will concede that but i man i think you're wrong about this one i actually really really enjoyed this match i thought it was great great i say here's the thing out of the hundreds of matches that we've watched this year i still don't understand how this can be the top 121 i've seen raw matches i've seen nxt 2.0 matches better than this <laughs> Oof, oof. I disagree with you, friendo. But hey, that's why we're here. You know, it is all subjective at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm staking my flag on this one. Exploding barbed wire deathmatch. It's on the list. Really good job, John Moxley, Kenny Omega. All right, here we go. Number 120, Boris, the men's Royal Rumble this year. Four yeah. and a quarter stars. Yeah, it was good. You know what? They, they, here's the thing about that match. It was in an empty arena. 
The yeah. fact that they were able to pull off a somewhat compelling match in an empty arena, you have to give them credit. Uh, there were still those emotional moments. Like, tell me you didn't shed a tear, or at least a bit of a tear, when Christian came out, right? Yeah, man, absolutely. That big return for Christian and the edge and Christian, you know, rendezvous in the middle and also edge getting a, a huge Royal Rumble victory. Uh, uh, he What did he stay like 55, 57 yeah. minutes? Yeah, it was ridiculous at the end of the day how long he was in there for. But like, yeah, you know, like this, this match had a lot of the things that like we take we, 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 we kind of look past, especially, you know, the fact, like, and like I said, I'm, I'm going to say it again, the fact that they were able to pull off such a good match in an empty yes. arena that, that not only motivated, uh, you know, everyone in the, in the match, but like the viewers, like it got us ready. It got us hot. It was a perfect kickoff to WrestleMania. Absolutely. History will look back on this as like one of the best uses of the pandemic era talent yeah. and resources available to them For because sure. they, they pulled off some surprises with NXT. I think the hurricane showed up. You know, they did what they could. They yeah. really did what they could. I respect the effort. It's maybe it's an A for effort, but I like I really like this match a lot. Men's Royal Rumble. Cool. I love it. All right. Here, here are a couple tag team matches. To me, they're similar. Uh, two sides of a, of a coin, maybe. Wrestlers who you have to protect in a tag team match. And incredible jobs of doing so. So first, we're going to go match number 119. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. WrestleMania 37, night one. I love that match. Here's another one. Darby Allin and Sting. Versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky from Double or Nothing. We're going to go both of those four and a quarter stars. Uh, Similar-ish matches. Yeah, it's similar in the fact that, you know, obviously you were, they were trying to protect Sting in the AEW match. It was his first match in how many years? His first match really testing the neck. It was a uh, cinematic match. We should add that. Um, but I do agree no, that... No, uh, sorry. This oh, was no, not the cinematic is, match. This, is not the this cinematic was the in-ring the in-ring one, yeah, I know, yeah, sorry, um, you know, so this, so, so, so this was his first match, like, you know, in person, and you needed to protect the poor guy, you didn't know what you were gonna get, you didn't know what was gonna end up happening with him, uh, so, you know, that, that's, uh, and honestly, Sting, I've never been a fan, can't say I've ever been a fan, wow, but he has wow. turned me into a fan because of his in-ring work this year. He's honestly been the MVP in so many of his matches and so many of his programs. Uh, so, you know, I'm pro Sting now. Um, and then, you know, let's flip let's flip the coin. Talk about that uh, WrestleMania match with Bad Bunny. Again, you know I've defended the guy. He, I will say this again. That match got so much attention in the media in Latin America, which is a market that WWE strives for, right? Like, especially they haven't yes. had that Latino superstar since Eddie Guerrero. And, you know, they've been trying and they've been trying and they've been trying and they've, they've, they've failed for the most part. But having Bad Bunny and his attention and his just grasp, like this is a guy who tops Spotify and streaming services, uh, you know, like this is a guy who just gets attention wherever, whatever he's doing. The fact that, you know, when he was in WWE at the beginning of the year, he was constantly telling people he is in WWE. When he was a 24-7 champ, he walked around with that belt. 
you know, wherever he yeah, was. Man. Like, he just add credibility to wrestling. So, you know, you you, you want to give credit to AEW whenever they go out and do this awesome PR job. You got to f- see the flip side. And WWE hit a home run with Bad Bunny. And to top it all off, his dedication, his love for the art, his love for wrestling showed in that match. And yes, people made him look good. But the fact that he respected the art, the fact that he studied the art, the fact that he was in there doing Canadian destroyers for Christ's sake, just goes to yes. show you that the you know the, the, the that it was a win win win, and this match, in my opinion, should have been higher on the list. But the fact that it is even on the list, I'm happy. Awesome. Well, well put, buddy. Not much to add to that, but yeah, any match that's just on the list, we, you know what I mean. It's it's meant to be a huge compliment just to make the list because we watch so much wrestling. But yeah, so n- match number one nineteen, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. Match number one eighteen, Darby Allen and Sting versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Next up, we have a two pack Boris from Stand and Deliver Night Two NXT Takeover. That was April eighth. 2021 match number 117 unsanctioned match adam cole versus kyle o'reilly a little disappointing maybe people in people came in with very high expectations perhaps they weren't met uh match number 116 triple threat tag for the vacant men's tag team titles grizzled young veterans versus your boys legato versus msk yeah okay here's the thing let's talk about the adam cole kyle o'reilly match i think that match a lot of people were expecting the same intensity, the same uh, awesomeness, for lack of a better term, as a Gargano Cole match, right? Um, but th- it was just a completely different story that they were telling in the ring. And yeah, maybe it went a touch too long. And I know a lot of people didn't really like this match, but this match was just so good, so compelling. And uh, yeah, it's kind of funny that where they both ended up, right? Um, and, and looking back at the vacant tag team match, that match had it all. That match was just so good. That match was so, in, like, it was just, honestly, it's the match that I know a lot of people turned into MSK fans of. Or yes, absolutely. Because of it. <laughs> <laughs> feel you. Feel you, homie. Yeah, they became the must-see kids, perhaps, in that moment. And then all of their promo work subsequently destroyed that moniker forever. But, uh, yeah, no, MSK... <laughs> <laughs> MSK are incredible in the ring. That was an all-action triple threat tag team match. Really good stuff. And we're going to be sticking with NXT for the next couple matches. So let's strap in for a uh, trip down, uh, you know, NXT DLK memory lane, buddy. Starting with last woman standing from 2021 New Year's Evil show. That's Raquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley. Last woman standing. You know, it, it's it's funny the fact that Rhea Ripley was even in NXT a year ago, right? Like, we have to remember, right. she's only been on the main roster for a year. Her and Damian Priest officially moved up at Royal Rumble. Like, it's crazy to think the trajectory of both of their careers when you look at it. Because Rhea Ripley, well, she's with Nikki Ash. Need we say more? And then there's Damian Priest, who seems to be the most protected wrestler in WWE. Um, the point I'm trying to make is, it, to me, it's just crazy that Rhea Ripley has made this list with an NXT match because it just goes to show you how long 2021 was. <laughs> never ending year, a year that went forever, and also feel felt like it somehow never started. 
Yeah. Kind of feels like we never got out of the starting blocks with 2021, and now Agreed. it's over. Anyway, that was match number 115, last woman standing. Match number one, uh, 114 from just a couple weeks ago, NXT UK Tag Team Titles, Mustache Mountain versus Pretty Deadly, December 9th, 2021. Great wrestling match. Mustache Mountain regained the titles, and Trent Seven decides not to retire. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I still don't know where that uh, stipulation came from, but that's regardless of this point. And I'm going to say this now because this is the first time we talk about NXT UK. If you are still sleeping and not watching NXT UK, you are missing out on one hour of absolute beauty each and every week. Like I would say, you know, three out of four uh, weeks in one month are fantastic matches with at least one four-star-plus match. Uh, I, I, on average, I would say yeah, about that. Like The promo work has gotten so good there. In the last couple of weeks, we've lost our minds over two or, th- or three of these yeah. incredible promos, and the match work has always been solid. In-ring, they always deliver. So yeah, that show is just off the charts great. By far the best hour of WWE television, Boris. Uh, here's a little, uh, here's a little one you might've forgotten from NXT TV, a little hidden gem. This was like 10 minutes of absolute fury, grizzled young veterans versus Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa tornado tag team match from June 15th. Is this the match where like everything went to hell at the end after the injuries? Um, no, perhaps. Is, yeah. No, I, I, no, no, this is no, no, this is not the one that I'm thinking of. No, I remember this match. Yeah, no, this match. I remember very clearly now and uh yeah it's like one of those hidden gems of of nxt tv uh you know this is when nxt had like four or five awesome matches and a bunch of other random stuff happening as opposed to now where it seems to be like seven matches and yeah a lot of random stuff happening uh but yeah no this match like like listen to the listen to the people like you know i hope timothy thatcher comes back is safe and protected in NXT UK or sorry NXT uh, or UK just, or UK. I would rather have him move to UK at this point again. Um, yeah, man, Champa. He's just he's honestly been the MVP of NXT for the past few years. If you like a pro wrestling match that feels like a fight, this is a tornado tag team match. It's four guys just beating the hell out of each other for 10 minutes. Awesome wrestling match. And uh, it throws back to the days, Boris, when we did have a four-star plus match on NXT TV every week. Before September, before the switchover. So here are a couple coming at you. Match number 112 and match number 111. 112, Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly from June 23rd. 111, Ilya Dragunov versus Pete Dunne from August 10th. Yeah, yeah, both those matches. It's funny because I saw highlights of the Kushida-Kyle O'Reilly match just a couple of days ago, and I'm like, damn, that was a damn good match. Uh, so I'm happy that's on the list for sure. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you agree, my friend. And yeah, that Dragonoff versus Pete Dunn match, though I kind of feel like the wrong guy won, maybe. That was the one that Dragonoff lost and then immediately beat Walter for the title. Yeah. I, I, I still feel like they were setting something up in that match. Um, it was just kind of weird because this yeah. is around the time that Pete Dunn needed to sign his contract, right? So it's very interesting that they gave him the big W to a guy who was eventually going to win the belt. 
Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, despite the uh, strange outcome, very, very good wrestling match. Here's one coming at you from the NXT UK brand Heritage Cup rules that we know and love. Teelman versus Nathan Frazier. Perhaps the best uh, WWE match of Nathan Frazier's career, although I'm going to argue against my own point very soon. But that was definitely the best Teelman match I've ever seen. Heritage Cup rules from September 2nd, NXT UK. Yeah, with this being the first entry of a Heritage Cup match, here's here's what I'm going to say. You know, we're huge fans here, both you and I, of taking wrestling and kind of flipping it upside down, changing the rules a little bit, making it just like cool, um, making it seem like a big real fight. I love the pure rules. I love the Heritage Cup. And more often than not, the Heritage Cup matches are just so compelling because the storytelling is so freaking good with them. Yes, yes, absolutely. They have so many twists and turns. They utilize the rounds to their advantage. They utilize the two out of three falls to their advantage. And they're, oh, they always feel like sports. It just feels like that that athletic contest feel. Yep. It doesn't feel like a dance. It feels like a fight, like a sporting event. So it's great. I love it. Every time uh, we're sticking with NXT UK match 109. It was a triple threat. Dragonov versus coffee versus rampage Brown. The winner got Walter and I believe Dragonov was the winner. Great triple threat match here. Yeah, the storytelling here was because you had Rampage Brown, um, you know, and just like it, it was it was two giants versus Dragonov, right? It was <laughs> and, and, and week after week after week after week, Dragonov was just getting his ass kicked. Right. So I kind of liked the, the overall storytelling that they had in this match. And and, you know, it led to arguably the best WWE match of the year. Yeah, I, we'll talk more about that in a exactly. little bit, my friend. But yes, Dragunov stands up to the bullies, vanquishes these giant dragons. What's not to love? And let's close out the NXT pack. Match number 108, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly from the great American Bash, yep. July 6th. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Again, it's crazy. They've had like, better matches. They've yeah. had better matches, which is even crazier in other companies. And they might have even better matches than those in AEW in the future. But yeah, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly at XT wrestlers in July. <laughs> Match number 107. We're going to triple a triple mania. 29 the triple threat tag match from that show which was brian cage and taurus versus hio del vikingo and laredo kid versus the lucha bros pentagon and ray phoenix for the triple a tag titles this match was wild craziness amazing match exactly you know here's the thing about triple a you know you can listen back to our our reviews of triple a and it's a specific flavor, you know. It's 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 wasabi uh, of of the wrestling brands. Like you have to put like you have to put a lot aside to really enjoy these shows sometimes, um, because it's it's very hit and miss. Within the same show, you're gonna get some of the most cringeworthy stuff and some of the best stuff. Luckily, this match was some of the best stuff and this is the match where i'm just like you know watching uh hijo de vikingo it's just like holy shit this kid is good yes sir yeah and i mean he's completely on the map now and not that this match put him on the map but i feel like this may have been the first time that a lot of people saw him being triple mania right yeah, and exactly. uh, he delivered he absolutely delivered up and down the show because he showed up a couple times but uh, yeah incredible match i just want to reiterate at this point and i'll reiterate again during the list these are all four and a quarter star matches we will let you know when the rating changes it's a huge chunk because 
I mean, you know what I mean? You got to split hairs at this point, but these are all four and a quarter star matches. So here is a pack, Boris, of one, two, three, four G1 Climax matches this year. So coming at you in rapid succession, Kota Ibushi versus Shingo Takagi at 106. Kota Ibushi versus Zack Sabre Jr. at 105. Okada versus Yoshihashi at 104. And Kenta versus Zack Sabre Jr. at 103. We talked about these in length in the summer uh, on our G1 reviews in the fall, I guess, this now. Yeah, here's the thing. If you had told me this time last year that Yoshihashi would have been on our <laughs> top 121 of the year, I would have laughed at you, would have scoffed at you. I would have like treated you the same way that I treated you when you put the exploding barbed wire match on this list. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Yoshihashi has just like the story, like not only has his in-ring improved, but I feel like going back to our pillars, Kevin Kelly... Uh, has done an amazing job of telling a story, a compelling story with Yoshihashi, right? Like, this is a guy who's gone, took the pandemic to train, and now he's here. And, you know, like, the G1, honestly, what I loved about this year's G1 is the fact that we saw some wrestlers just coming out and being absolutely amazing, and Yoshihashi was one of them. Yeah, Tamatonga, Yoshihashi, a couple guys had breakout tournaments this year. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, and uh, I, I'm shocked that I wrote those words down and just said them in public myself, buddy. But, uh, yeah, so that's 106, Ibushi versus Shingo. 105, Ibushi versus ZSJ. 104, Okada versus Yoshihashi. And 103, Kenta versus ZSJ. I guess I should say. All right, yeah. now we're going to go to some stardom matches, Boris. A little little dip into the stardom promotion, starting with their version of the G1, the Grand Prix, the five-star Grand Prix. We're going to go Julia versus Maya Iwatani from night two, four and a quarter stars, incredible match. That was 102. Match 101, Tam Nakano versus Utami Haya Shishita. That was from the final, the five-star Grand Prix final. And match number 100 from the Grand Prix Night 9, Siuri versus uh, Siuri versus Utami Hayashishita 2. So this was the second Siuri versus Utami match. The yeah. rematch to the really famous one from June. Exactly. Um, here's the thing. I'm so happy that we can add Stardom on this list. The attention that Stardom is getting now uh, stateside is amazing. Uh, you know, if you haven't checked out Stardom, they do have a streaming service. It is relatively easy to sign up for it, um, similar to uh, New Japan World. Uh, same owners, by the way. Um, so, you know, the, the, the fact that we can easily watch Stardom is amazing because just, it's just there's so much talent in stardom right now you know especially like the julias of the world um you know don't sleep on stardom give it a chance have fun with it yeah similar to mexican wrestling you're gonna see some pretty cringe stuff i'm gonna throw that out there but sometimes you're gonna see these hidden gem matches that are just like after you watch it's like wow yeah the thing about uh joshi specifically but lucha too 
but I feel I felt like this my entire life watching female Japanese wrestling. Is they're the innovators, man. Yeah. They come up with some of the craziest moves, some of the most extreme and intense and athletic spots that you're ever going to see in wrestling. And then two or three years later, you see the Young Bucks doing them. So yeah. not not, spe- not specifically them, but you know what I mean. Like you see people adopting moves more often than not from either Joshi or Lucha. So I I couldn't agree with you more, buddy. So yeah, just to reiterate those matches: 102 Julia versus Maya Iwatani, 101. Tam Nakano versus Utami and 100 Siuri versus Utami all of those matches from the five star Grand Prix uh, we're sticking with stardom for match number 99 this was Utami versus Saya Kamatana this was the uh, title match the world of stardom title match on the 10th anniversary show March 3rd 2021 another incredible performance from Utami Hayashishita who may actually be the Connor McDavid of women's wrestling the way that Roxy has been built yep I, I, I 100% agree with that with this match where where it's at. It was such a good match. And again, just go out and watch some of these matches. We're going to add the link to the list from SportsFap so you can go out and catch some of these matches because I, I, I implore everyone who hasn't watched Stardom to go out and watch Stardom. Watch Joshi. Watch some good female Japanese wrestling. They're just they're just so great. They're just incredible. Here's another Joshi match from a promotion from a promotion, Boris, that I had not watched until 2021. Ice Ribbon, Sukasa Fujimoto winning the Ice Ribbon Ice Infinity title from Suzu Suzuki. This was a really good match with just some really unique offense. Sukasa Fujimoto reminds me a lot of Riho. She's like a little bigger. She's a little tougher, but she's very similar in build and and in the wrestling style. But uh, yeah, the Ice Ribbon Ice Infinity title was held basically all year by Sukasa Fujimoto, and she had an incredible run. Wanted to include her in this list. Here she is, number 98. All right, coming up next, Boris, number 97. Might be on an island on this one, but I I love both these guys. Tomohiro Ishii versus, with all apologies to Dan the Mouth Lavransky, Moose. Ishii versus Moose from New Japan Resurgence, August 14th. I told you this match was good. I told you to seek oh, out this match. It was like, dope. <laughs> honestly, honestly, it was so good. Honestly, it was it was like an angry bull fighting a truck. It was exactly <laughs> what I want pro wrestling to be. Exactly, you know. All credit to Moose. Like you know, he gets a lot of flack from everyone at SNME um, because you know <laughs> it is what it is. But he's had a fantastic year. Uh, and then Ishii, honestly, one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. Ever. Ever to lace up his boots. People don't realize how absolutely incredible, how transcendently great Tomohiro Ishii is. Next up, Boris, Pure Rules, Ring of Honor, your neck of the woods. From the uh, 19th anniversary show, it was Dak Draper versus Jonathan Gresham. We're going four and a quarter for that one, and it slots in at 96. Yes. Uh, uh, number one, love ROH. Miss ROH already. Number two, love Pure Rules. Number three, I want to see Hook versus Gresham. Oh, oh my god oh hook it to my veins i didn't even mean to make that pun oh my god boris i want that so bad that's the greatest thing you've ever said on a podcast that's, that's, <laughs> that's, let's do it right now that's all right all, I'm gonna say. <laughs> all right here's one that uh, i'm definitely 
I feel like this was a greatest hits of these two men. I loved this match. I really thought they left it all on the line, and I thought it was way better than people realized because it was kind of just tucked in in a busy WrestleMania card. But Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn at a WrestleMania, Boris. Owens and Zayn wrestled in front of people at a WrestleMania this year. You know how wild that is? Match number 95. It was awesome. Go back and watch it. I promise you. I promise you. It's like the greatest hits of Owens v. Zayn. Yeah, honestly, it really was. Um, You know, these guys have just had a historic rivalry through countries and promotions and years and everything. And, you know, see what you want about WWE. You know, it, 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 again, you know, I might get some flack for this, but it still is the end all be all. WrestleMania is still the end all be all. And the fact that. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were trusted enough to just give her at a WrestleMania goes to show you how talented both of these guys are and how much trust both of these guys have within the company. And, you know, it's 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 got to show some love to the that promotion from time to time, because when they do stuff right, they do stuff right. Well put. I uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. That was match number 95. So starting now, we are entering a big old AEW pack. Many of these matches from Dynamite. Because as spectacular as a lot of them are, they do all kind of blend together in a certain way. But they're still all great. And let's start going through them with match number 94, Matt Jackson versus Ray Phoenix. That was a singles match. Yes. And uh, that was on that was on March 10th, Dynamite. And then not too much longer after that, Ray Phoenix and Pac versus the Young Bucks. That was from April 14th, Dynamite. So let's talk about those together. Matt Jackson, Ray Phoenix singles match. And Phoenix and Pac versus the Young Bucks tag match. Here's the thing. Ray Phoenix is one of, again, one of the most underappreciated wrestlers. Like, the amount of times that he is the stand-up performer in all of these matches is oh, countless, oh. right? Like, he is, he like, uh, you know, uh, he's underrated. Yeah, people praise the Lucha Brothers, but Ray Phoenix individually, by himself, is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, that's why he was the AAA mega champion for so long. And, you know, I just, I, he's just so freaking good. He very he's good as a singles wrestler too. He very easily could be a TNT champion for like six months, eight months, and have an amazing run. Uh, So yeah, Ray Phoenix. (laughs) Ah, Ray Phoenix highly underrated in the wrestling business. Somehow, here we go, Boris. Here's one that uh, you might you might have a little bit of a problem with. We'll see. This is from the Thanksgiving Eve AEW Dynamite. That was November twenty fourth. It was Andrade, FTR, and Malachi Black versus the death triangle of uh, Pac, Fent- Pentagon, and Ray Phoenix, and Boris, your boy, Cody Rhodes. That crazy eight-man tag match, Thanksgiving Eve. This That's number 92. You know, here's the thing, Matt. Personally, I'm not a fan of some of the people in this match, uh, but, you know, Boris knows a good wrestling match when he sees a good wrestling <laughs> match, and this one was a good wrestling match, and we talk about our pillars, this had it all. Yes, absolutely. Well put. Yeah, commentary was great. Fan participation through the roof in this match. Just a ton of fun. Uh, Another match that was a ton of fun. Rampage coming at you. Match number 91. Andrade versus Pac-1 from Rampage. That's September 10th. 
Yeah, so this match kind of just happened, uh, I found, um, and, and a lot of people just kind of slept on it. A lot of people didn't yeah. aren't giving this the credit it deserves. So I'm glad that this is on the list because Andrade has had a you know he might not be wrestling every week. He might not be you know <laughs> Brian Danielson at this point, um, but this guy Andrade, every match that he's had in AEW has honestly been compelling. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I, I, you like him a lot less than I do, or maybe you just feed into your Santos Escobar gimmick love by pretending to hate him. But uh, Andrade Alidolo, don't get it twisted. It, just an incredible in-ring wrestler. He was great when he was La Sombra. He was great in NXT. He was even really good in WWE, though he didn't get any chances. He had some awesome matches with Rey Mysterio and stuff. He's been good everywhere he's gone his entire career. So Andrade doesn't get enough respect, in my opinion. I think he gets too much sometimes, but let's go on. <laughs> Funny how that works. Uh, match number 90, another Rampage match. This was December 10th. It was the tag team match between FTR and Proud and Powerful Ortina. Uh, Ortina. Ortiz and Santana. <laughs> Ortina. <laughs> That's no more LAX. It's all Ortina now. Um, you know what? Ort- Ortiz and Santana, those two need to be on this list more they need to be featured more um yes you know they're such a good tag team and it's way you know a lot of people say why why don't why aren't they using them more why aren't they using them more i fall into that a little bit more but i've been thinking about this you know they don't need the belts they don't need to be tag champs they can do their own thing the way that aew books their tag team division and wrestlers you know there's only so many people who can or will hold a belt and i just find that you know the 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 team formerly known as lax they're up you know dare i say above it that's bold i just think like uh there's only one tag team title you know what i mean and uh if like you can't say that the Lucha Brothers do not deserve it. They proud and powerful might deserve it too, uh, you know. But it doesn't mean that they shouldn't take away from the current champion. So I just think they're maybe next in line, perhaps two in line. They will get their time. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say that they're above it. I think that's look. I, I, I can see. I can I, definitely see what you're trying to say. I can see your logic. They're above it in the sense that they don't need it right now because, yes, like you said, yes. there is only one tag team belt and the way that AEW kind of recycles uh programs and wrestlers is like you know right now um you know the team formerly known as LAX were featured in some huge matches you know the stadium stampedes the the war games the blood and guts whatever you want to call it right like they they were above that program and let's be honest if you were to ask me what the tag team feud of the year was you're not going to get me not to say FTR and the Lucha Bros. So I think the AEW tag team division is just fine right now. No, absolutely. It's it, it's one of the highlights of the show. It's always been fine. Yeah, they're, they're good to go. So that was match number 90. Match number 89, of course, sticking with AEW. It is a trios match. It is the coming out party of Dante Martin officially. It was August 11th. Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson versus Matt Seidel, Mike Seidel, and Dante Martin. Trio's match. Yeah, this was, this match was great, and this you know that 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 entire episode of Rampage was just something, right? Um, but yeah, Dante Martin, standout performer. I think a lot of people kind of caught uh, their attention to him 
on this episode. And yeah, it's just like this guy is like you can say that he's quote unquote not ready all you want. Um, but you know, th- the only way and NXT 2.0 has taught us this, Matt. The only way <laughs> people become ready is to just throw them out there sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we watch people who are far less ready than Dante Martin thrown to the wolves on a weekly basis on that television show, buddy. Far less ready than Dante Martin. Like, I'm talking far less. Like, Tiffany Stratton, like, Trick Williams. God bless Trick Williams, who's one of the best speakers in all of wrestling. But he is not ready for the wrestling ring. Dante Martin looks like Lou Fez compared to Trick Williams. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So... So here we go. Uh, we're we're going to talk about a couple uh, Super Click or uh, Young Bucks versus Jungle Boy-ish matches. But, Boris, we don't talk about the Falls Count Anywhere match on this list. I actually did not like the Falls Count Anywhere match as much as these two matches. Number 88 from Grand Slam Rampage. It was Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson versus Christian Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And number 87, it was the tag team title match from August 18th. Young Bucks versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Both of those matches, in my opinion, superior to the False Count Anywhere match, which is probably the most famous match of this feud. Yep, agreed. Agreed with you 100% on both of these matches. Um, you know, the, the chemistry between all the competitors is fantastic. That's why they have great matches. Um, you know, the this match, these matches even had great storytelling. You know, shocking. That we're saying storytelling and the bucks on the same same sentence, but it you know it was really good stuff. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> I just caught what you said about the young bucks. Sorry, uh, yeah, that's boy, that's uh, rude. Just absolutely straight up rude. Probably untrue, but you got to get your digs in. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 Hold on. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that about them. I just like you know. That, I'm just saying, say what you want about them. Because That's the this, is, this is what I hear about them. I don't think this. <laughs> Fair. I don't right. fully think this. It happens sometimes, but you know, wrestling is evolving right now. You know, we're seeing just a brand new style of wrestling that might not be your grandpa's wrestling. Ain't <laughs> your grandpappy's wrestling. Well, let's stop insulting the Young Bucks and praise them once more for match number 86 from the farewell to Daly's place. Eddie Kingston and his best friend Pentagon Jr. versus the Young Bucks in the uh, highly underrated farewell to Daly's place show. This show was actually incredible. It has a couple matches on this list. One more to come. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. This was the one that Kingston and Penta got the shocking upset victory in. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is good stuff here. Um, again, you know, say what you want about the young bucks. Uh, they don't, they don't get um, the respect they deserve in the sense of how good wrestlers they actually are. Sometimes, right? Like, you know, you, people might just call them uh, spot monkeys or whatever you want to call them, but sometimes they have some really good in ring, like pillar to pillar match. So, you know, kudos to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't like their characters personally, but I would never say anything bad about their wrestling. Like they kind of changed. They helped to change the game. They helped to evolve wrestling and bring it where it is today. If they aren't Steph Curry, they're at least like a James Harden in the game. Do you know what I mean? Like in terms of changing the fundamental 
uh, aspects of what make a wrestling match good, what make it tick, and anyway. So, uh, yeah, nothing but love and praise for the Young Bucks over here, except for when they talk. Uh, Match number 85 and 84, Boris. It's a Jungle Boy two-pack. So, match number 85, Dax Harwood versus Jungle Boy from January 27th. AEW Dynamite episode and match number 84 is Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy from the September 29th episode of AEW Dynamite the Dynamite Jungle Boy 2 pack and Jungle Boy just he he's so freaking good I'm so glad that he's on this list of the two pack right there um, not quite the six pack uh, but uh, you know no, it, it's, it's good <laughs> I, it's, it's he's 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 good what else can we say yep uh, here's a match that we uh, know Tony Khan's rating for, actually. <sighs> we have Tony Khan's official star rating. Christian versus Kenny Omega from the first AEW Rampage episode. Tony Khan gave it four and a half stars. We're going to settle at four and a quarter here. 83rd on our list. TNA and Impact World Titles. <sighs> Christian versus Kenny Omega. The fact that you even brought up Tony Khan, I'm resisting so much right now. <laughs> Yeah, so we're recording this on January 1st, and on December 31st evening, Tony Khan made some comments about Big Swole that you may have read on Twitter. So, <laughs> boys, you're holding back. I'm holding back just because I'm trying to keep this show timeless, in a sense. But, <laughs> <laughs> look, that Christian Cage-Kenny Omega match was so fucking good. That match was so yes. great. Um, you know, again, like, I think Kenny Omega sometimes gets that bad rap that the Young Bucks get, especially when the three of them are together. They've done some pretty cringe stuff, right? Like, can you, like, do you remember the the, the, the Omega uh, promo, the setup when he pr- was pretending to be the Undertaker building the barbed wire stuff? Um, you know, yeah. he's done some pretty cringe stuff on TV, but... His in-ring, you can never deny his in-ring. His in-ring is some of the best in the world. Yes, uh, well said, buddy. I don't disagree with a single syllable of that. Kenny Omega, one of the premier athletes in wrestling history, and good Canadian boy. But again, I just, I just, they're so, so lucky that they have Don Callis with them. Because had it not been for him, that would be a disaster of a of a team, in my opinion, anyway. So, uh... Boris, uh, a big blind spot for us, I feel, is all Japan wrestling. I know I there's just too much out there. It's hard to catch everything. I don't watch enough all Japan. But the best all Japan match I saw all year, we're ranking at number 82, Jake Lee versus Kento Mayahara. It was the final of the all Japan champions carnival. Ah, oh, Jake Lee. Oh man, I feel so bad for the guy. Um, because you know we are recording this on January first, and he just recently yes. gave up his belt due to injury. And you know, I will I will say the same about a all all Japan as I did about Stardom, because everyone wants to give New Japan all the Japanese love. Go out and watch some all Japan, especially. Um, you know, the, 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 this tournament, it's just so yeah. freaking good. You're going to watch some amazing wrestling with pure Japanese uh, wrestling and the Japanese style, which is very different to a certain extent from New Japan. So good. And Jake Lee is one of the best in the world out there right now. 
As is Kento. Kento Bayara oh, yeah. has been for for a long time. So it has as Jake Lee has been for a long time. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. All Japan match of the year here. And with the knowledge that it's a blind spot for me anyway, I need to watch it a little more. Uh, here's the SmackDown match of the year that I've seen in 2021. Tell me if I'm wrong on this one. From January 15th, Boris, Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan. Was there a better match on SmackDown all year? Uh, you know, it's funny. If you had asked me this a week ago, I would have jokingly said Charlotte and Tony Storm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but that joke didn't last well or age well. Um, no, honestly, that, that, that match, uh, was one of the best matches I've seen in WWE. Uh, and you know, this is again, like I say, like, you know, Cesaro's push was just criminal and how it all went down. Yeah, just how it just all came crumbling down pretty uh, pretty immediately once Daniel Bryan left the company. It seemed like they, for some reason, gave up on Cesaro as well. But yeah, that, in my opinion, was the SmackDown match of the year, match number 81 on this list, Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan from January 15th. Question. So yes. you're saying, so this is the top SmackDown match. You're not even going to add uh, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns on this. That's not on the list. Uh, from an actual episode of SmackDown, no. Now, if those two wrestlers from SmackDown yeah. wrestled on a pay-per-view, that's different. Yeah. I just mean, like, on SmackDown no, no, television. No, no, no. no yeah. I know. It was just because, you know, the, the final Daniel Bryan match, right? And then all that fun stuff. So, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. No, I, I would rank this one above it. Yeah, that one, unfortunately, not on the list. But, yes, Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan, number 81. Match number 80 and match number 80. Uh, 79. It's an A-Kid two-pack, Boris. Number 80 was uh, A-Kid versus Walter from January 14th for the UK men's title. 79, A-Kid versus Tyler Bate for the Heritage Cup May 20th. A-Kid, he's the new Rick Martel as a babyface. He reminds me of babyface AWA Rick Martel if you've ever seen uh, Rick Martel in those days. Just an incredible, just like a likable guy. Projects his uh, his facials very well. He sells like to the back row. I really love A-Kid. He's just an incredible technical wrestler. He gets it. He's fundamentally so sound. Yeah, man. It, you know, from Madrid, being one of the few Spanish wrestlers out there, um, you know, he it just it's 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 incredibly he's incredibly talented. Uh, like you said, he, like you know, when you did bring up the fact that he did remind you of Rick Martel, it was kind of like, oh yeah, he really does like that old baby face rick martell right we're not talking about uh the model we're talking about awa rick martell at this point um and yeah he really he's just a clean cut baby face which is so hard to find um and and it kind of just like you know when you see these type of characters you need to push them like like you know tarzan boy (laughs) you know like absolutely yeah um so, yeah, so that was uh, 80 and 79. Actually, match number 78 features A-Kid as well. It was a triple threat match. A-Kid versus Nathan Fraser versus Rampage Brown from the September 23rd UK TV. That match was awesome, too. Uh, A-Kid is one of the most slept-on talents out there. He is so incredible, consistently having great matches. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He, you know, it's 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 criminal that he's only on NXT UK. He might be happy, but I feel like he could be featured anywhere in the world and just a top card kind of guy. Yeah, definitely agree with that. In any promotion, a main eventer in any city around the country, Boris. Match number 77, match number Ray Bork coming at you. It was a triple threat match from the 19th anniversary Ring of Honor show. 
Bandito versus Flamita versus Ray Oris. Just all action, lucha, badass craziness. Yeah. A good lucha thing, you might say. Yeah, I remember this match, and I missed a lot of this match live just because I remember when we were watching this, I was making us coffee at this point. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, this match was so freaking good. And wasn't this match kind of just like uh, made on the fly? Yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, I feel like this might have been changed. Yeah, I forget exactly what happened. It might have been a singles were, match were, that they became. Were a- a, they were in the in the hour one, which is their kickoff, and it was a six man tag. I forget who they faced, and they all started fighting within each other. Yeah, and then the powers that be said, "Well, you're going to be fighting each other instead now." So that's how this match came about. That's yeah, that's exactly right. You are correct, sir. All right, coming up next, we're entering a little bit of a no-DQ, kind of no-holds-barred shenanigans type match. Lots of plunder coming up in the next few matches. Starting with number 76 and 75, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus from WWE Raw. Now, uh, so from WWE Raw, March 8th, it was a no-DQ match. The match before that, March 1st, is, in my opinion, the best match on Raw this year. But you can pick either one of these as being the best match on Raw this year. These were the famous matches where they did the Homer Simpson, Bart Simpson spot, where they both put stairs on their head and ran in. To each yeah, other. exactly. I love that. Uh, so stupid, but yeah, no, these guys had some pretty good matches on TV, and it just, you know, it just, they were good. What else can you say? Yeah, absolutely. So Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, seventy-six and seventy-five, and uh, we're gonna hear from them again in just a little, just a little bit. But first, we're gonna go to AW Dynamite for the False Count Anywhere Tag Team Match: Moxley and Lance Archer versus Kenny Omega and Kenta. This was an awesome match, and I remember Kenta stomping Moxley's ribs through the back of his arse with uh, with an incredible uh, double stomp. Like, yeah, this was a very violent, hard hitting, fun, hardcore match. Yeah, this match was this match was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Kenta, he's 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 he, he, that guy just makes it look so real sometimes, and I'm pretty sure he's stiff as a mofo. Yeah, he makes it look real because he's really hitting people. It seems like it seems to us the viewer. Match number seventy three, Boris. You gave me shit for it last time uh, when we recorded, but guess what? It stayed from J- from July's list. It is a Falls Count Anywhere match. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Leon Ruff. And the problem you had with it is this is my NXT TV match of the year. Nothing topped it from two Swerve Scott versus Leon Ruff. Falls Count Anywhere. The best match on NXT TV all year. Period. Just move on. This ma- not counting. Just not counting. Takeo. Just move on. I uh, don't. Don't let my bias towards Leon Ruff and Swerve Scott fool you, because this was actually really good. I promise. I went back and watched it. I, I stand by it. Um, somewhere, Paul York right now is saying, "Fuck you, Matt." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey man, I I I'm dying on this hill. I refuse to let my Leon Ruff love die. All right, so the number seventy <laughs> says the guy who constantly says <laughs> Santos Escobar is the best luchador in the world. Yeah, right? We all have we all have our boys, man. We all have our uh, hills that we're gonna die on. So that was match number seventy three. Match number seventy two. Here's one that some people might uh, strongly disagree with. Uh, Satoshi Kojima versus Will Ospreay, their no DQ match from New Japan, New Beginning. That was January 30th. 
really strong wrestling match, I thought. Yeah, I, th- I agree with this one. I like this match. Um, you know, it's 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 cool to see Kojima on this list. To be honest, uh, you know, he he's still good. He still got it. Absolutely, yeah, still hanging in there. That was number seventy-two. Match number seventy-one. Back to the Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus feud. No holds barred match from Fastlane. Just a classic WWE style plunder match, Boris. Yep, exactly. This match was good. Um, you know, like. Yeah. Again, the in-ring in WWE is something that you can't complain about too much, uh, and especially their pay-per-views. Uh, you know, typically their pay-per-views are are a lot better than they should be, and that's because they they're so talented and Fastlane. Just being, you know, it's funny because Fastlane. Uh, I'm trying not to give too much away, but there's some hate on Fastlane with in SNME. And uh, you know, it's you kind of have you kind of forget <laughs> that Fastlane did feature some damn good matches, but it also featured some embarrassing moments. Yes, a couple of the worst and most embarrassing moments of the last few years in WWE. So yeah, that was number seventy-one on our list. Number seventy and number sixty-nine, Boris Nice going to the inner circle versus Pinnacle Feud. So number seventy, we're going Stadium Stampede Two from Double or Nothing, and number sixty-nine, we're going Blood and Guts from the May fifth episode of Dynamite. So match number seventy, Stadium Stampede Two, Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz versus MJF, Wardlow, Sean Spears, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler, and sixty-nine, same combatants, but in a War Games match this time instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these, these, all of these guys, again, they had good matches. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of people, sometimes, I feel like the reputation of these matches, especially the War Games match, and especially, like, here's the thing. I make fun of the uh, the Exploding Barbed Wire match because of a quote-unquote botched finish, right? A lot of people said the same about the Blood and Guts, but you can't take away the fact that the match itself was good. No, man, I, uh, definitely not. I don't think the finish was botched really at all i think that's wrestling's fake at the end of the day like but you could argue that they botched that finish they made the uh, fall too obviously like safe uh for chris jericho it didn't really look like a like a devastating career ending injury the way it was sold anyway so that was match number 70 and 69 match number 68 and 67 it's uh kenny's trip to impact buddy number 68 kenny omega versus sammy callahan no dq that was from july 17th slammiversary show number 67 kenny omega versus rich swan from impact wrestling rebellion april 25th and that was world title for world title that was aw title versus impact title yeah, um, you know, uh, yeah, Sammy Callahan, again, he his domain is the no DQ, uh, street fights, whatever, whatever you want to call them, the violence, garbage matches. wrestling, yeah. if you will. Exactly, um, but he he knows how to do them well, right? He's kind of like in the John Moxley uh, uh, wheelhouse in terms of making those types of matches good. Is he a great wrestler? No, but he can he get some good stuff out of some good people. Now, that Rich Swan match, oh, so good. So absolutely good. Um, and, 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 you know, this was at the height of the Forbidden Door when we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know where they were going to go with this. Um, and this was just a really, really good match. It was a fun match. And, you know, the, 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 what else can you say, right? 
Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like the Omega Swan match more clearly because I ranked it slightly ahead. But yeah, Kenny Omega, not to say he has a formula, but in the way that Shawn Michaels matches all kind of looked a certain way and Ric Flair matches all kind of look a certain way. Brian Danielson's matches all kind of look a certain way. Kenny Omega kind of has his Kenny Omega match. But the thing is, it's incredible. It's always incredible. So these were two incredible performances by good Canadian boy, Kenny Omega. Match number 66, Boris, it was our WrestleMania main event. Daniel Bryan versus Edge versus Roman Reigns, WrestleMania night two, April 11th. Not the best WrestleMania match, but a very solid wrestling match. Bryan versus Edge versus Roman. Oh, Roman stacks was, the combatants and pins them. Yeah, this was great. This was a great match. Um, you know, some would say a lackluster WrestleMania, but what made it good was the fact that the fans were back. There was a lot of intrigue around the two-night event, uh, but this match was honestly pretty fun in the grand scheme of things, and it kind of cemented Roman Reigns as your tribal chief, your champion, your top guy, so to speak. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it'll be very intriguing to see what happens on tonight's day one show. I'm sure you may have actually seen it by the time you listen to this. Uh, Damn it, I just blew the timelessness of this entire list. Let's start over. Let's record it again. (laughs) Boris does not like my bit right now. He's not enjoying this at all. All right, moving on. Match number 65, Boris. We're going to AEW Dynamite second anniversary, buddy, from October 6th. It's a casino ladder match, my friend. It's Andrade versus Hangman Page versus John Moxley versus Lance Archer versus Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy versus Pac in the casino ladder match. Yeah, this match was fun. Uh, there's, you know, it's, 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 these types of matches are always fun, right? Like, but again, it's oftentimes that the, that 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 these matches can become not good very fast because of camera missing uh, spots because of just you know you know my favorite thing in wrestling is when people are waiting for the next move um you know or or it's just like sloppiness but this match was a lot of fun it was a good story and there were there you know if you remember at the time there were a lot of side stories being told within this one match and that's something i love that AEW does yeah, the Andrade versus Pac feud was going on. The Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy feud was going on. We didn't know that it would be Hangman Page coming into this match, although a lot of us guessed. So, yeah, you know, lots of lots of different moving parts here. Uh, speaking of lots of different moving parts, Ultimate X match, the first TNA Impact match back in front of fans in a long time. And this is one where the fourth pillar, Boris, the crowd, really helped this match along. Although the, the in-ring work was incredible, too. So the Ultimate X match from Impact Slammiversary that was wrestled by Ace Austin versus Chris Bay versus Josh Alexander versus PD Williams versus Rohit Raju versus Trey Miguel. Yep. I love this match. Um, you know, this is a match that, uh, you know, it just, it's, it's Josh Alexander. Like, you know, I struggled, Matt, on my best of ballots because I wanted to put Josh Alexander number one. And the only huh. reason that I couldn't is because of he is an impact. Um, and it's just like when, you know, when you think of the grand the grand scheme, the bigger picture, you know, it just, it's really hard to justify putting that guy, but he was the MVP of impact for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. And Without I know, a doubt. I know we're going to talk about him a little later, so I'll save. yes. More I'll save Josh more, Alexander. I'll save some more love for later. 
Beautiful. More Josh Alexander to come. So yeah, that was number 64, Ultimate X match from Impact Slammiversary. Match number 63, Boris, it's the fight on the farm. Briscoe v. Briscoe. This was from July 5th, Ring of Honor TV. Jay Briscoe versus Mark Briscoe. Fight on the farm. It was a cinematic match, but it was one of the best cinematic matches you'll ever see. It was awesome. Daddy Briscoe made this match. <laughs> Daddy Briscoe being referee slash commentator slash hype man really was amazing. So, yeah, I honestly, I, I, I look at this at 63 and I'm like, God damn it. I should have ranked this like 30 spots higher. <laughs> I have this point, but I love this match so much. But this is where we put it. So it's set in stone now. Match number 63, the fight on the farm from Ring of Honor. Match number 62, Boris from AEW Double or Nothing. Triple threat match, Kenny versus Orange Cassidy versus Pac. I thought this match was highly slept on. Excellent wrestling match. Yeah, I forgot about this match. Good good job on on, on calling this match out. <laughs> yeah, no, this one this one was a good one. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's again, like, it, it's crazy how many TV matches make our list, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the list. And it's like, oh, that was on TV. That was on TV. That was on TV. Like, and, and I mean, like, not pay-per-view, right? Yeah. This one actually was the uh, a pay-per-view match, double yeah. or nothing. But it, it, it's just funny how how little we say that. Yeah. <laughs> this this is one of the rare pay-per-view matches. AEW's television is so consistently good. So I definitely agree with that point. Uh, match number 61, Boris, John Moxley versus Josh Barnett. Blood Sport 6, a unique match in that it felt very real. There's no ropes. It's, uh, you know, it's a fight in Blood Sport. And uh, this was a fight, buddy. I love the Josh Barnett Blood Sport shows. I remember WrestleMania weekend a couple weeks ago. I think it was Blood Sport 1 or 2 when it was Matt Riddle versus Minoru Suzuki. And that's when I absolutely fell in love with this style of match. Um, and I think that, you know, they've done a good job of kind of protecting these events and 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 they don't do them until they get big names so having moxley do one of these matches was awesome and josh barnett he's just you know this is his wheelhouse this is his thing and this was all this match was a lot of fun um you know it these these types of shows like these and the gc dubs sometimes they're a little uh hard to get behind because it's hard to watch it's hard to find yeah but if you can't find it watch them have check this one out specifically yeah absolutely a good example of what blood sport is and aims to be so next up we have three new japan matches a little new japan three pack let's start with match number 60 tanahashi versus okada 14 from the g1 climax night two awesome match match number 59 kota abushi versus will osprey from sakura genesis this was the one that abushi came in hurt and osprey won the iwgp world title which he quickly relinquished as well and match number 58 okada versus shingo from new japan cup round one so this was the big upset that shingo beat okada in the first round of the new japan cup so again Number 60, Tanahashi versus Okada 14. Number 59, Ibushi versus Osprey, where Osprey wins the title. Number 58, Okada versus Shingo, where Shingo upsets Okada. Yeah, yeah, great, great, um, great little uh, three-pack there of New Japan matches. <laughs> all really good, um, you know, and, and that Shingo-Okada match, like, I think that's where really Shingo was able to cement himself as a... 
a contender as a champion and you know see look at look at where that's taking us kind of officially that was the one that put him into the main event i think that match right there number 58 match number 57 it's nxt great american bash msk versus timothy thatcher and tomaso champa the grumpy old men beat the crap out of these stoner idiots but uh, msk pulls out the win and retains their tag team titles incredible match from great american bash sticking with the takeover theme match number 56 johnny gargano versus Kushida for the north american title from takeover vengeance day which was an awesome match Yes. Match number 55, also takeover bar, stand and deliver night one. You want to talk about awesome Kushida matches. Kushida versus Pete Dunne. This only went like 10, 11 minutes. If it went like eight or nine minutes more, it might have been top 10 on this list. This Kushida versus Pete Dunne match was so goddamn good. It was just half the length it needed to be. Yep, exactly. This match was awesome. Uh, stand and or deliver was such an awesome two night event, and you know almost every match was just just amazing. And you know sometimes sometimes timing just just isn't that uh, they don't get enough time on some of these matches. And that uh, Kushida Pete Dunn match oh, should have should have been given yeah. ten more minutes at the, at the least. At the very least. Here's a match that I... So that was number 55. Here's a match at number 54 that I had no idea really where to rank, and it just kind of ended up here, kind of in the middle of nowhere in the list. But I love this match so much. It was Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn from Hell in a Cell. And it was babyface Kevin Owens selling his shoulder, coughing and wheezing. It was just... It was... It was quite quite the opposite of their previous match that we talked about on this list from WrestleMania. Their WrestleMania match was like a greatest hits of all their spots, and it was like all the familiar moves you knew and loved. It was like, you know, it was them playing the hits uh, at a concert. This was like a gritty coffee shop performance. This had no resemblance to any other Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn match. It was just a, a fight. It just felt like a war. It was a very, very unique wrestling match. I really loved it. Hell in a Cell, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Okay, here's what I'm going to say about this match. If I can use a cliche term, a term that's used a lot, I think this match is the best example of this, and that's flipping the script because we're used to, in, in I was about to say an evil Kevin Steen. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's usually a yeah. heel uh, Owens and a face Zane, but this kind of literally just flipped that script and they kind of told the opposite story of what they usually tell. Yeah, and it was so good. This To this day, Kevin Owens was selling so well in this match that I refuse to believe he wasn't actually hurt. I know it's come out that he wasn't around this time. I remember that whole discussion. I still don't believe it. I still think he was actually hurt. Anyway, uh, that was number 54. Match number 53, the street fight from Dynamite Road Rager, Eddie Kingston and Pentagon Jr. versus the Young Bucks. This was the match that the Young Bucks ended up winning. But this was a tag team title street fight from Dynamite Road Rager, July 7th. Kingston and Penta versus the Young Bucks. All right. Match number 52 from Dynamite's second anniversary show. Another match from that show. It was an eight-man tag. Brian Danielson, Christian, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus versus the super elite of Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. I guess if you want to slot this match into the Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Young Bucks feud, then this was the best match of that feud. Yeah, here's the thing about, uh, you know, as I'm listening to the list more and more, I'm like, I have to ask, is every Brian Danielson AEW match in the list? 
Oh, not every single one. Like he fought like John Silver and he and like you know what I mean, like Allen Angels and stuff. But yeah, all the big ones are here because they're the best matches this year. That's why they're on the list. <laughs> exactly, but that's the thing, right? Just goes to show you why he was considered a lot of people's MVP in wrestling for the year. Yes, absolutely. He was mine. He would definitely have gotten my list for sure. All right, so next up, we're going back to the Stardom Five Star Grand Prix, Boris. A little two pack. We're going to start with Siuri versus Takumi Iroha. Takumi Iroha, sorry. That was from the Stardom Grand Prix final. So that was the match that Siuri needed to win to get into the actual final of the tournament. That was number 51. Match number 50 from night one. And I might have underrated this match. A lot of people loved this match. This was Maya Iwatani versus Momo Watanabe. That was from Grand Prix night one. We're going to stick it here at number 50 on our list. So a couple uh, a couple great stardom matches. We've done the stardom rant, but watch it if you are not. Exactly. What else can we say, right? Watch it if you are not. Easy to get now. Um, you know, they have a great streaming service. It's easy to navigate because it translates well enough. So go out and watch some stardom, people. Yes. So, Boris, this is one of the hardest matches to rank here coming up next at 49. This was a 60-minute draw, pro wrestling Noah match of the year on the list, the best Noah match. It's Nakajima versus Keno. From, uh, it was no- pro wrestling Noah the best, November 28th, 2021. Now, it was an incredible match. They beat the shit out of each other for an hour, but it was, it was a little tough to get through. I had to get through it in two different settings. I don't know. It's a very tough match to rate. You know what I mean? And I wanted to stick at top 50, but at the end of the day, I couldn't say it was better than any of the matches I have coming up. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed this match in the overall, but, you know, 60-minute draws or 60-minute draws, sometimes they're hard to get through. But then, you know, just a few weeks ago, we had the perfect 60-minute draw. Uh, so, exactly. You know, I, I think that that makes... that I struggle with this match being so high on the list after we watched the other 60-minute draw. But I still, like, you couldn't fault these guys no, because the, no, no, the, no, exactly. the work rate, as they say, if you wanted to use the word work rate, there was some work rate in this match. These guys worked their ass off and beat the shit out of each other for 60 minutes. So, incredible wrestling match. The pro wrestling Noah match of the year. Maybe I underrated it. Maybe I overrated it. Who knows? But it's there. It's there. That was Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Kino. That was from Pro Wrestling Noah the Best, November 28th, 2021. Next up, Boris. This was one that you might you might be mad at me for underrating. You might think it should be higher. The Major League Wrestling Match of the Year, the Opera Cup Final. Davey Richards versus TJP. Coming in at number 48 on our list. Here's the thing. Um, I'm happy it's on the list, but... I kind of have an idea of the matches to come. And in my opinion, this was by far the best MLW match of the year, especially after such a disappointing War Chamber match. Um, it was kind mm-hmm. of nice to get this match, uh, you know, and, and it's kind of funny because I'm sh- I know as a fact, this is not TJP's best match of the year on this list. No, sir, it is not. We will be seeing TJP actually much later on our list today. Who would have so, thought? Coming up. <laughs> 
who the fuck? Not me. Not me, buddy. I'm not a teacher. Personally and sometimes professionally, uh, you know what I mean? Like in terms of his work, not yeah. that I've ever worked with him. But uh, yeah, definitely his Twitter feed I'm not a fan of. Anyway, not here, not there. That's not anywhere. Boris, is that point. Uh, <laughs> so that was match number 48, though, the Major League Opera Cup final. So match number 47, we're going to CMLL, the CMLL match of the year, Bandito versus Volador Jr., two or three falls for the welterweight title. Yes, this match was fantastic. I thought this would be higher, uh, but I'm just glad it's on this list. Again, CMLL, similar to Triple A. Um, you know, sometimes their weekly TV is very hard to get through. You're going to find some gems. Their, their major shows are always pretty good. But again, you're going to see some pretty cringe stuff in Mexican wrestling. Um, but that should be, but you good know, cringe that's, and bad cringe. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but that's just like, that's how, that's how they, that's how they do, um, out there. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, this match was so good. Matt, can you tell us once more what match that is? Yes, yeah, so that was number 47 for the NWA welterweight title from CMLL Copa Junior, Boris, March 26th, Bandito versus Volador Jr. Next up, match number 40, that was 47, Max, next up is match number 46, Bandito versus Roosh for the ROH world title, best in the world, ROH, that is from July 11th, 2021. Yeah, this match was fantastic. Again, I was surprised by the outcome of this match, and it was good. What else can I say? Yes. Yep. And yeah, Bandito walks away world champion. Uh, here's one. So here's a two-pack, Boris. And uh, man, it just perhaps it speaks to the amount of wrestling, the amount of crazy good wrestling in the world right now that these two guys have matches at 45 and 44. Or maybe I just straight up underrated these matches by 20 spots. But we're going Ibushi versus Naito. So match number 45, Ibushi versus Naito from Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. That was January 4th. And match number 44, Ibushi versus Naito. That was from Castle Attack Night 2, February 28th. Man, if there's two guys in the world who just want to injure themselves, it's these two. Um, they have such good <laughs> matches all of the time. Um, well, I, I guess you can add Will Ospreay to that list, right? But uh, no, Naito and Ibushi always have such good matches. And, you know, sometimes sometimes it's always hard. And I love the fact that you keep these lists up to date because we do revisit matches that happened, dude, almost a year ago at this point. Yeah, exactly, man. That's why like, I kind of try to do it this way, because it would be so hard. Matches like this, we would just miss. Like, We would forget that yeah, they had an exactly. awesome match on Castle Attack, you know? Exactly, like exactly. Especially like with New Japan being so weird, right? Like because they don't have like you know the the traditional uh, weekly show or whatever, right? It's all special events. Um, you know, it's it's really hard to catch some of these matches. Uh, but uh, you know, especially the Castle Attack match, right? Like it was just um, you know it's it's it, it's it just goes to show you we watch way too much wrestling. Way too much damn wrestling. But hey, that, we're here to chronicle and tell you about it at least you know not let it all go to waste so that was 44 next up 43 and 42 we have an okada two-pack here so match number 43 is okada versus shingo from new japan dominion and match number 42 okada versus will osprey from night one of wrestle kingdom that was january 4th 
So those two matches, again, four and a quarter stars, and we're getting near the end of our four and a quarter star list. These are the best four and a quarter star matches of the year. Yep, yep. Coming. I agree with both of those uh, 100%. You know, just get, again, New Japan's had a great rebound year, in my opinion. Um, I found that 2021, they're kind of back on track uh, to where they were just a few years ago because they kind of struggled for a little bit, especially, you know, not not even including the pandemic year and what that brought to New Japan. Um, but 2021 was an amazing year for New Japan. Uh, I think like they, it was a good, strong end to the year. Yeah. And I'm excited for 2022. I think they're, yeah, they're, they're still not at their heights, but yeah, no. you, they're definitely on, on the, on the right path. The trajectory is, is certainly going upward now. Things are looking up Millhouse. Yes, absolutely, sir. All right, so not, match number 41 and 40, we're going to go with a Hiromu two-pack here. So match number 41 was Hiromu Takahashi versus Taiji Ishimori from Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. That was January 5th. And match number 40 on our list is Hiromu versus Sho from NJPW uh, from New Japan, New Beginning in Hiroshima. That was February 10th. So that was, those were before Hiromu got hurt and came back. But uh, for for a split second there, Hiromu was working on a wrestler of the year case. I feel like the last couple of years he started so strong and then got hurt and I, missed half the year. You literally said everything I was going to say about the guy. I agree with you 100%. This guy was, at the, especially at the start of the year, um, I felt like they were also trying to transition him into mainly like uh, heavyweight status. Um, and unfortunately, he just keeps getting injured and it just takes him like two or three wow. steps back. But yeah, like I agree with you that he was putting a great case for, for wrestler of the year early on in 2021. And I just hope that he can stay healthy and just show us everything he's got. God, and I want to see this guy in the heavyweight title picture ASAP. So that was number 41 and 40, the Hiromu two-pack. And now, like I said, we're nearing the end. These were tough. These were matches that were right on the border of four and a half versus four and a quarter stars. The difference being 90% versus 85%, an A plus versus an A. So I think this is, you know, we're splitting hairs, of course. These are all incredible wrestling matches. But uh, these are right on the border of all-time classics, basically. Match number 39 CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston, full gear, November 13th. I wanted it to be like twice as long, maybe three times as long. You got to leave them wanting more, but it felt like they were just getting started and then it ended. No, 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 no. This match is perfect length. I think it was just that leave them wanting more. The fact Fair. that this match was literally built in a week and a half just goes to show you the amazing talent that both of these men have the fact that you know in wrestling we always say that sometimes bringing real life issues and realistic stuff into storylines just works and this match had that um and it just it, it, they the setup was incredible and the match lived up to the setup Yes, yeah, the Saturday, a dynamite couple, if you'll excuse the pun, dynamite <laughs> couple week feud. Some, <laughs> some would say and, uh, they were rampaging their way through <laughs> this feud. You might say that. And they went full gear into this match, Boris, and it was absolutely incredible. Really good. And how amazing is it to have a CM Punk match here on our list this high, too, up in the top 40 of our list today. That's just fabulous. CM Punk is back, and uh, I think he's been doing a good job, personally. And uh, this was his best match in AEW so far. Punk versus Kingston from full gear. 
Yep, agreed. 100%. Let's move on. The last four and a quarter star match. Everything after this is four and a half or above. Everything after this is 90%. It's an A+. This is four and a quarter, 85% A+. But it was the best match on WrestleMania, Boris. It was Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. The main event of night one for the SmackDown women's title. Incredible wrestling match. Really, really good. Number 38 on our list today. The only pillar that that kind of hurt this match was Michael Cole, um, and it was the, <laughs> the the and it wasn't even Michael Cole. I shouldn't blame him, but it is the WWE HRPR machine running rampant in this match, saying, citing that this is the first time two black females have main evented. Blah 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 blah. Um, outside of that one little nitpick, this match was incredible, and it was a real crowning moment for Bianca Belair. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's actually funny because AEW and Tony Khan has uh, sometimes patted himself on the back, uh, as it were, in terms of diversity, maybe, you know. So it's, it's good that he doesn't lose his mind when he does things like this because WWE, when they do something like this, they'll tell you about it, Boris. And uh, I, think, <laughs> I think we've seen... We've seen uh, traditionally, that when you're telling people about it, it doesn't necessarily go over so well, right? I think we can say that safely. Without naming names or dates. Or Twitters on, you know. <laughs> or ads. <laughs> hours before we recorded this. Sure, let's move on. All right, so that was the final four and a quarter. We're entering a new tier of matches, Boris. Everything from this point forward is an all-time classic, I would say, or at least you can argue that. It's 90%. It's an A+, and I'd go to bat for this match. I'd show it to any fan, new or old, and say this is pro wrestling. Starting with match number 37, Kaylee Ray versus Miko Satamora for the UK women's title, where Miko wins the title. It was from June 10th, NXT UK TV. Classic wrestling match. Just a battle. Such a good match. This one is hard-hitting. Kaylee Ray um, continues, at this point, continued to prove why she was such a great champ and why she deserves to be stateside where she is right now in a pretty prominent position if you ask me and you know what 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 can we say about Miko Satamora you know the final boss of any women's division pro wrestling hall of famer in my book if I was running the wrestling hall of fame she'd be in she'd be uh, on the wall she'd have a plaque she would be enshrined in those walls Boris uh, an incredible talent and she's over what is she like 44 45 and still yeah. arguably the best worker in that entire brand so oh my god yeah exactly exactly Sticking with NXT UK, we have the NXT UK men's title from NXT TV October 14th. A-Kid versus Ilya Dragunov. That was an awesome match that happened fairly recently. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Uh, 36 on the list doesn't seem high, but I'm telling you, if you haven't seen A-Kid versus Ilya, it'll blow your socks off. These guys are so incredible. The work is so crisp. Everything looks like it hurts. It all makes sense. Just just high-quality pro wrestling, buddy. Here's the thing. Yeah, 36, far from number one, but when you consider the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of matches that we've seen this year, just being at this point means that it's a pretty darn gosh darn it good match and uh you know i personally i would have rated this match a little higher but like i said we've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of matches so just this being so high is is great and again nxt uk who would have thunk it yeah the best hour of wwe television every week each and, and every week arguably 
arguably gave us the best WWE match of the year. Twice. I'm not going to argue against that, my friend, but we'll talk about it in a second. Match number 35 coming up next. The most recent match on our list, it was the main event of Stardom Dream Queendom, December 29th, just a couple days ago. Siri versus Utami Hayashishita 3, the rematch from the five-star Grand Prix, the rematch from their war on June 12th that we've alluded to a couple times so far. So yeah, that's match number 35, Siuri versus Utami 3, Stardom Dream Queendom, December 29th. Match number 34, it is the final of the Stardom Five Star Grand Prix, the final of their G1. Momo Watanabe versus Siuri, another classic match, the best match of the Stardom Grand Prix this year. Yeah, this match was awesome. Uh, again, I know I sound like a broken record, but go out, find Stardom, watch some Stardom. It is so worth your time. And speaking of uh, speaking of some stardom, Boris, a little little final taste of stardom for a minute, because we're going to come back to even more stardom on this list. But here's one that I know you loved: your girl Julia versus Tam Nakano, hair versus hair match, number thirty three on this list. That was from March third's tenth anniversary All Star Dream Cinderella show. Yeah, this match was awesome. Um, you know, and 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 just yeah, this match was good. Julia is a uh, uh, superstar. Just an absolute gem in the ring. Absolute superstar. She really is. She's uh she's got like a Beth Phoenix vibe. She's she's that tough ass kicking type, but she's yeah, she's an incredible wrestler. Really yep. love me some Julia. Yep, same here. Obviously. All right, so that was yeah, sorry, that was match number thirty-three, number number Patrick Roy. Here comes match number thirty-two, Will Ospreay versus Zack Saber Jr. from the New Japan Cup Sweet Sixteen. Osprey versus ZSJ. They've had some incredible matches. This might have been their best. Yeah, this is awesome. Love this. Uh, this is this match was so good. I remember watching this match with you, and yeah, it was from bell to bell. All the action, all the action. Yes, yes, sir. Okay, here's uh, a Tanahashi versus Shingo two pack, Boris. Both of their matches ranking high on our list this year. Tanahashi versus Shingo from New Beginning in Nagoya, July. Sorry, January thirtieth. That's thirty one. So match number thirty one. Tanahashi versus Shingo, New Japan, New Beginning in Nagoya, January thirtieth. Match number thirty. Tanahashi versus Shingo. Wrestle Grand Slam in the Tokyo Dome. That was on July 25th. Yes. Boris. Both good matches. Both good matches. Um, glad to see like the love that we're giving um, some of these performers. Yeah, we needed, needed to shout out the great Tanahashi a little bit on this list. So I'm glad we got we got him in this high. Uh, nothing wrong with that match, man. It's just, uh, just a bit of amazing wrestling by Shingo Takagi. Here's another amazing match by Shingo Takagi. This was one that Dave Meltzer gave above five stars to. We had it like five and three quarters or something. I forget, but it was Ishii versus Shingo from the G1 climax night one match number 29 on our list and not even the best G1 climax match in uh, my opinion. I believe yours too. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. It's crazy because I remember watching the first couple nights of the G1 this year in October, and it was just like, holy crap, we're just starting the tournament. And because we had just like classic after classic after classic, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, th this match was excellent, but I know that we're going to be hearing more Shingo coming. 
Yes, Surrey Bob. Match number 28 up next. So this is one that was buoyed a little bit by the pillars. It was made better by the incredible crowd reactions. Uh, it was made better by the uh, by the actually incredible commentary, by the incredible storytelling, really. Uh, Pete Dunne versus Finn Balor, the TakeOver Vengeance Day match, where the Undisputed Era exploded, Boris. Yeah, man. Crazy to think that this was 11 months ago now. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I said crowd reactions. I was kind of, uh, I misspoke there a little bit because there was no crowd at this point. There was the uh, video wall. But uh, just in terms of the production, in terms of they, them telling you how absolutely important this match was, actually, I should note that if it was in front of a real crowd, it may have been 10 or 20 spots higher. That's neither here nor there. Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. Uh, great technical match with, with uh one of the most important moments in NXT history uh, to follow it. It's funny that you bring up the crowd reaction because I am going to bring up a question when you talk about a certain match that I know is high on the list um, because it was the second match of these two guys' matches. And I have a very important question to ask as we talk about the importance of our pillars. Cool. Well, uh, definitely hit me. Well, we'll we'll do that. And if for some reason it's not on this list, make a note and we'll do it after. Number the, one. The thing. If it's not on this list, I'm gonna slap you in the face. <laughs> I, I kid. I kid. Right. I fair, a fair kid. A kid. A kid. All right. Fair enough, buddy. So that was number uh, twenty-eight. Coming up next, match number twenty-seven. The greatest match in the history of Saudi Arabia. It is <laughs> Hell in a Cell. Edge versus Seth Rollins. The best WWE Saudi match ever. Uh, Crown Jewel, October 21st. Yep, this was also voted as the number one match of WWE for the year, and it was honestly super good. Is it number one? No, but it was a very good match, and it kicked off a pretty good, overall pretty good pay-per-view, I should say. Yeah, actually not that bad. Not that bad. Um, Yeah, awesome match. Edge uh, really brought it. One of the better Edge matches in his comeback. Yeah, agreed. Match number 26 is the the spiritual farewell to Ring of Honor and the Ring of Honor match of the year. Definitely the most memorable Ring of Honor match of the year, in my opinion. Ring of Honor tag team titles, Briscoes versus OGK. Boris, we have the OGK in the top 26, just outside the top 25 of the list this year. Who would have thunk that one? Hey, hey, you know my newfound respect for both of these guys. Absolutely, man. And hey, like if they had this match a thousand times on a thousand different shows in front of a thousand different crowds, it would not be quite as good, quite as special, quite as important, quite as memorable, quite as everything as it was on this show. This was just it was the goodbye to Ring of Honor. It was the perfect send off. It was an absolutely beautiful farewell in its way. So I thought this was just a spectacular match. I wanted to put it higher. But again, all of the 25 matches that follow are just incredible. Match number 25, Boris. This is the G1 Climax match of the year. It's Shingo versus Zack Sabre Jr. from night three. This was my favorite match of the G1 Climax. I thought this was the best match. I can't wait to see Zack Sabre Jr. win the G1 next year. You heard it here first. Yeah, I agreed 100%. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, we'll... uh, Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And I think, uh, if I remember from our reviews, I think we're in lockstep that we both agreed this was the best match of the G1, I believe, right? Yep. Right on. Uh, Next up, 
We have a couple matches from Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 all the way back on January 5th, 2021. So, Jeff Cobb versus Shingo and Jay White versus Kota Ibushi coming in at 24th and 23rd, respectfully. Um, respectively. I, uh, I'm i not sure, man. Like, it might be, like, reverse recency bias. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it might have been so long since I actually sat down and watched these matches that I have. I started to underrate them. But again, you tell me what matches ahead of them should have been placed, uh, you know, higher. So, we'll see. I don't know. These, uh, again, just being on the list, especially this high, um, it's meant to be a compliment. Jeff Cobb and Shingo, awesome match. And Jay White versus Ibushi, even better match. Yep, agreed 100%. All right, here's one, buddy. Now, you tell me if I'm wrong on this, because a lot of people have this as their absolute number one, the single best match of the year. And we're going to put it at number 22 this year on our list. It's Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki from the AEW Rampage buy-in on YouTube October 15th. This was the one that they tried to steal uh, viewers from SmackDown with. Yep. Um... No, this match was great. I, I I like it where it's at. I like it where it's at. I just think Brian Danielson himself had like two or three better matches, and we're yeah. we're gonna tell you about them in a second too. All right, I'm swimming out to an island, and I'm planting my flag on this one, Boris. Number twenty-one. I think it was the best match of Maxwell Jacob Friedman's career. Might have been the best match of Darby Allen's career. It's Darby versus MJF from Full Gear. It was my match of the night. I thought it was an all-time classic. Just like. In, in a lot of ways, it kind of reminded me of a Brett versus Owen, although it didn't have the brother storyline. It was just such a classic, like, straight-up wrestling match, but still, like, I don't know. It had some vibes. Just just one of the great opening match, opening show matches I've ever seen. Match number 21 on this list, Darby versus MJF, four and a half stars. No, that's, this match was great. I loved it. it that, that's, it's the story, right? They told such a good story in the ring um, that, uh, you know, it made the match that much better. And then, yeah, like, you know, it was it was just an overall good match and a great way to start the, the show. Yes, sir. Match number 20. It's the indie wrestling match of the year, buddy. Our boy, Colby Carino versus Steve Carino, father versus son, for the Premier Wrestling Federation Crystal Coast Oceanic title, buddy. That was from August 27th. Colby versus Steve Carino. Top 20 match this year. Absolutely just classic, classic wrestling. This, this is like Shakespeare as pro wrestling. It's, yeah, there's so many aspects to this match that you just absolutely love, especially when you have such um, a hidden gem like Kobe Carino um, who I suspect is going to have an incredible 2022 I really hope so yeah people want to talk about breakout star of 2022 he's got a shot Colby Carino he's definitely got a shot so that was match number 20 we're into the top 20 now match number 19 a 60 minute Iron Man match it is the impact match of the year Josh Alexander versus TJP for the X division title this was uh actually a goddamn fabulous match. It was an all-time classic. It's about as good as a 60-minute Iron Man match can get, you know? Yep, 100% agreed with you. And who'd have thought, buddy, just like we said before, TJ Perkins showing up numerous times on this list really high, too. Exactly. Um, this match, like, again, this match was so easy to not watch just because of where it was. Um, but people <laughs> should just, and, and not I'm not talking about just impact. The fact that it was on before the regular show, right? Like, it was it, it was so easy to just forget and not even notice this match. But 
I'm glad that we watched it and that we can tell people to go out and seek this match out ASAP. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So, yeah, TJ Perkins versus Josh Alexander, the great Josh Alexander. That was number 19. Match number 18, a 30-minute Iron Man match, and in my opinion, the best match on NXT UK TV all year, although we would see a better match from the brand, I think, but the best match on the TV show was A-Kid versus Jordan Devlin, 30-minute Iron Man match. That was from August 5th. Agreed. Agreed with you 100%, my friend. This match was so good, and I think this is when you really started turning around on on Mr. Devlin. Uh, At this point, it was like, it is silly for me to just blindly hate this guy. He's obviously great. So I think you're right, buddy. This is officially the match that Jordan Devlin won me over on. This was the one where I turned around. So that was number 18, four and a half stars for A-Kid versus Jordan Devlin. Number 17, buddy. We're going back to AW Rampage for Andrade versus Pac-2. This was the one that people lost their goddamn minds for. October 22nd. 2021 yep this match was so good so freaking good just some very unique ways to beat the shit out of each other some awesome interesting spots they came up with these guys just have just instant chemistry andrade and pack just just really works so well together yep 100 percent agreed so this was one that i kind of struggled with ranking we're going to put it here the execution in this match was just like 15 out of 10. Just everything was so beautifully, so crisply done. Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix for the world title. That was New Year's Smash. That was uh, New Year's Smash night one, January 6th, 2021. All the way back at the start of the year, Omega and Ray Phoenix had a banger. Number 16 on this list. Yep, agreed. Agreed 100%. Number 15, you tell me if you've ever seen a better Lance Archer match versus John Moxley, their Texas death match for the IWGP United States title. That was fighter fest night two. Uh, I think it was the best match I've ever seen Lance Archer have. This was the one where Lance actually won the title from Moxley. Yep. Agreed. Just, yeah, just an incredible wrestling match. Like this is what you're looking for, for the, from the garbage wrestling style, you know? A garbage match that was in no way garbage, Boris. So that was number 15, match number 14. Well, we're throwing out a lot of a lot of best ever, a lot of this and that. I will ask you the question. Can you think of a better Survivor Series match than this AEW elimination match? The Dark Order versus the Elite. Hangman Page, Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno, John Silver, and Stu Grayson versus Doc Gallows. Carl Anderson, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. I think this might be the best Survivor Series match of all time. Yeah, this is it's for sure up there. I, I have to say, like 100% is up there for sure. People talk about the Shawn Michaels match from 2003 or the Sting match from, I want to say, 2016 or 17. I forget. But uh, those would be high on the list as well. Eh, you know, New Japan has had some incredible... Uh, tag team matches, uh, elimination, like gauntlet style matches, which you might be able to count uh, in their day anyway. This is high on the list of best elimination tag team match I've ever seen in my life. Number 14 on this list. Agreed. Number 13 on this list, another case for Maxwell Jacob Friedman's best match ever. I obviously think it was better than his previous. I ranked it 10 spots higher, Boris. But this was MJF versus Sammy Guevara from Dynamite's Farewell to Daly's Place. 
That was June 30th, 2021. This match felt like Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn for the new generation. Oh, this match was honestly one of the best matches of the year, obviously. Um, it was for sure the best match of both of these guys' careers, in my opinion. And, you know, it was just a perfect way to say goodbye to Daly's Place. And it was, you know, I think what, what capped it was the video package after this match that, you know, in my mind, it was still part of this match in a weird way. Um, but it was just like a perfect ending to the show. I can see that, man. I definitely know what you're saying. It kind of, kind of was in some way, but yeah, this feel, this ECW feel that that's match had just so exciting. It reminded me of two, like two young wrestlers breaking out in front of our eyes, much like Van Dam and Jerry Lynn did uh, two decades, three decades ago. But uh, yeah. Two decades ago, not three. Thank God. Moving on, Boris. We're into the dirty dozen, our top 12. Number 12 on this list, the Dusty Rhodes Classic Final on the men's side. MSK versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. There was a split second there where this was the match of the year here on Valentine's Day. Yep. Yep, I, I have to agree with you. Like, we love this match. We praise this match. This match was so good. And, you know, the fact that it stayed high on the list for this long just goes to show you how good the match was. Definitely the best match of MSK's career, too. Like, I don't think they had a better one in Impact, and they definitely did not have a better one in NXT. So seek this one out if you haven't. Match number 11. Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter. It pained me to not be able to put this in the top 10, but again, just such a strong, memorable, amazing year. Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter from Stand and Deliver Night 1. Yep, agreed. All right, match number 10 and match number 9. We're into the top 10 now, so we're going 10 and 9. Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay. So number 10, Shingo versus Ospreay from the New Japan Cup Final. That was March 21st, 2021. Match number 9, Shingo versus Ospreay. That was from Wrestling Dontaku from May 4th. Even better than the match on uh, March 21st. So, yeah, Shingo versus Will Ospreay, two-pack, 10 and 9. Yep, agreed. Very, very good matches, both of these. Yes, sir. Couldn't uh, couldn't agree with you more there on that one, buddy. And also worth noting that match number 9, the wrestling Dontaku match, Shingo versus Will Ospreay, that is my New Japan match of the year. We will not see a New Japan match higher on this list. Yep. All right, match number 8. Rampage match of the year, the best Rampage match ever. Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston, World Title Eliminator Tournament Round 2. Just fabulous action, awesome, instantly digestible storyline, a story that anyone, with whether you're 3, 30, 300 years old, you know what I mean? Anybody of any age could have gotten behind this story, could have picked a side, picked a favorite, and wanted that person to win. Eddie Kingston, he fought and fought, and at the end of the day, he was almost too bullish, too pig-headed, and he didn't uh, didn't show enough caution, diving into Brian Danielson's garden, getting submitted in a finish that I absolutely loved. This was a genius professional wrestling match. Great, great stuff. Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston, four and a half stars, A+. plus. Yep, agreed. This match yeah. was just so good, like, especially because a lot of people weren't, ex- like, I think a lot of people were already writing this match off as meh, but they fucking delivered. 
Absolutely. If you didn't know about Eddie Kingston like before this year, if you thought he was just a brawler or you thought that he was just like a promo guy and couldn't really wrestle, you uh, you got shown. And yes, he did it with Brian Danielson and CM Punk and, and you know, the Young Bucks and stuff. But look how many times we've said Eddie Kingston's name on this list. Like, he's an incredible wrestler. Not only is he a great promo, but he's an incredible in-ring wrestler, too. Yep, agreed. All right, here's a match, man, that I really wanted to rank higher, but I just, I just, the other ones are better. It is what it is, but this match was so good. It also, I, you know what I mean? It's a real, uh, numerous lists have this as the number one match. It's high up on the match of the year lists out there. It's the lights out unsanctioned match, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah, you see, like, this match was incredible. It was a perfect way to, as a blow off for their first part of the feud because you know it's going to come back at some point. Um, and this match was just really good. I think that it's placed right where it should be because as good as it was, there really was a lot better. Yeah. Well, yeah. And again, like all time classic, four and a half stars. But I think the you know the the next matches were better. But no shade on Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa for having such an incredible match, such a memorable match. It's something we'll take with us for a long time as wrestling fans. So that was match number seven. Match number six, the first WWE match in front of fans in a long while. It was the Money in the Bank ladder match. Big E versus Drew McIntyre versus John Morrison versus Kevin Owens versus Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ricochet. Four and a half stars, 90%. WWE's main roster match of the year and WWE's non-takeover pay-per-view match of the year, Boris. This one was just a celebration of why we love world wrestling entertainment. This was a rare feel-good WWE match. Even Ricochet got a chance to shine. Just uh, go back and watch this one if you haven't seen it in a while. It will warm your heart anew. I promise. All-time great stuff. Just really, really good. What'd you think? Yeah, dude, this match was awesome. This I love this match. Um, you know, and again, like it's so easy to just like scoff and laugh at the main roster stuff. But again, you know, sometimes they really do bring it. And this match is a it's just an example of that. And it being a multi man match, right? Like it just fell into our pillars and everything just worked. And it was one of those matches where I have to say I didn't know exactly who was gonna win. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I'm very uh, impressed that they've maintained the push on Big E that they have. I think they're doing a good job with him as well. So, yeah, the, the rare, like, feel good, all things considered. All, all, if you wanted to be a dick about it, you can say, well, they certainly didn't follow up on Ricochet's push. And you'd be right. Also, John Morrison is pretty fired. But, uh, <laughs> you know, these things happen in WWE. So I really wanted to get hot, Boris, and rank that money in the bank match above this one. But I couldn't. At the end of the day, this steel cage match, Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks. We're going to put that at number five on our list this year. Four and a half stars. It's not the greatest cage match of all time. It's not. It's not. It's not even a perfect wrestling match. It's not a five-star match. There are 10 or 12 better cage matches ever, honestly. But it's still an incredible wrestling match, top five this year. Yep, agreed. Agreed with you 100%. So that was the best match on AEW pay-per-view all year. It was the best two versus two tag team match all year. And it was the best gimmick match all year. That steel cage match. We'll give it gimmick match of the year, but not match of the year. Yeah, cool. 
All right, so all of those matches that we just spoke about were four and a half stars, Boris. The next four, the Mount Rushmore of 2021. All four of these matches I have at five stars, 100%, A++. And actually, like, four five-star matches in a year is, is a little... It's, like, a lot. It's a little more than I want to give out. You know what I mean? Like, I, five stars needs to be, like, prestigious and, like, very important. But I promise you, these matches were as good as they possibly could have been. And I can't find a single flaw with any of them. So, perfect. That's the way it is. All right, man. Like, it's... Yeah, I agree with you. Like, yeah. Um, let's keep going. All right. So, we're starting with... And again, we're splitting hairs here. I think they're all perfect. And you can rank either one of these one through four but this is how we did it match number four brian danielson versus kenny omega from grand slam night one september 22nd 2021 five-star match perfection again you know this match was perfection uh this is a way to 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 book and to book and to tell a story and to just 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 go out there and give it your all for 60 fucking minutes it's 60 fucking minutes and it was brian danielson's first match in AEW. like don't let that fact get lost on you and let me read the date again brian danielson has a five-star match in his first match in AEW, september 22nd it feels like he's been here forever it feels like he's been like arguably AEW's mvp in 2021 yeah. so and i should say that this was a 30 minute match it was a 30 minute match but yes yes Yes, 30-minute match. Now, the 60-minute match is coming in at number three, Boris, because it got even better a couple months down the road. AEW match of the year, AEW dynamite match of the year, Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson from Winter is Coming, December 15th, 2021. Another five-star match out of Brian Danielson this year. What can you say about Brian Danielson? This man has had a amazing year. The MVP of wrestling, in my opinion. And this match was just honestly so fucking good again. One day I'm going to go back and I'm going to write like a Bill Simmons style book of wrestling. And I'm going to go through every year. But I wonder how many years I would say that someone had two five-star matches in the history of wrestling. Like Ric Flair 1989, probably for sure. Because he had that incredible series with Steamboat. And he also had two incredible matches with Terry Funk. But off the top of my head, I can't tell you another year that I would say for sure this guy had multiple five-star matches. So on that alone, Brian Danielson almost has to be. Maybe Kenny Omega a few years ago? Maybe. True. Maybe. True. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Shawn Michaels one or two years, but I don't know. 97, he has the hell in a cell, but does he have another five-star match in 97? I don't know. It's tough, man. It's really tough. Yeah, exactly. That fact alone, Brian Danielson has to be the MVP this year. So, yeah, number four and number three, Danielson versus Kenny, Danielson versus Hangman. Match number two, Boris, our neck of the woods, it's NXT. Ilya Dragunov versus Walter 2. Dragunov slays the beast. It's the WWE match of the year. It's the NXT match of the year. It's the NXT UK match of the year. It's the NXT TakeOver match of the year. And it is the men's Match of the year, Boris. Five stars, 100%. Dragunov versus Walter 2. Yep. Uh, what else can we say about this match? Uh, you know, this NXT TakeOver 36 was often seen as the funeral, the ending of the black and gold brand. Um, and this this match was just perfection. The story was great. Um, and you, you, you here's the thing, Matt. You knew what you were going to get. You knew that they were going to put on a clinic, but it surpassed 
even what I thought we were going to get. Absolutely, yeah. It surpassed what I thought Dragunov could do. Like I, as as good as Dragunov is, you know, I, I didn't realize he had this level of performance, this compelling uh, performance in him. This was just, yeah, just as perfect as professional wrestling could possibly be. And the only match that I saw all year, one of the few matches I've ever seen that was better than it for the World of Stardom title, Boris. It's the number one match: Siuri versus Utami Hayashishita. One. It's the first match from Tokyo Dream Cinderella from June twelfth. This was a match that Siuri dedicated to her, uh, her mother who had just passed away. She was wrestling Utami, who was just the hottest wrestler in the world and just couldn't be touched. And they had a match that went to somehow. They had one match that somehow went to two draws. It went to a time limit draw, and then they restarted it, and then that went to a double KO draw. And I just thought it was just perfect storytelling. Every single second of this match worked on numerous levels, and just go out and watch this if you haven't yet. Siuri versus Utami Hayashishita, number one. That was their first match, Tokyo Dream Cinderella from June 12th. Buddy, we did it. The fact that this match is number one, both on our mid-year check and our end-of-year check, goes to show you how good this match actually is. Go out and check it. Go out and check Stardom. It is such a good promotion. Honestly, you will not be disappointed. Um, you know, just go back and check how many Stardom matches are on this list. And that goes to show you, you know, like this is a promotion that you cannot sleep on moving forward. And 2022 will bring amazing things to stardom. And if you're not sure on stardom at Wrestle Kingdom night one, or I forget if it's night one or night two, uh, they, there will be a special stardom match. Give it a shot because you will not be disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't say couldn't say more about Stardom. Like this was the year that I went from oh, you know, like Stardom's a pretty good promotion to like okay, these shows are must watch. And if I'm gonna actually do this podcast and do it correctly, I have to watch the big Stardom shows because they're the best wrestling in the world a lot of times. You know, specifically this Siri versus Utami Hayashishita match. An all time, all time classic, perfect, beautiful professional wrestling. Exactly. Like, honestly, it's such a good match. What more can we honestly say? Like, this match was honestly my top match of the year, your top match of the year, the BAM top match of the year. And honestly, I, like, I just see great things coming from stardom um, and just, 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 just Joshi wrestling in general. I think that it's going to catch the eyes of the, of, of the, the stateside fans a little more. Um, and, you know, it's just uh, what a year, man. Honestly, what a year 2021 was for wrestling. Incredible, yeah. Just so blessed to have so much good wrestling out there. If you're a wrestling fan, there's way too much to even watch. So if we forgot one of your favorites, if we missed one, feel free to shout it out at us. We don't, we should have probably started with this message, but we don't mean this to be like judgmental and to come down on wrestling, even though we are quite literally judging pro wrestling. We don't mean to judge pro wrestling. We mean to celebrate it. You know what I mean? So I hope you had some fun listening to this list. We hope you'll check out some of these matches and just, you know, celebrate wrestling with us, Boris. This was a lot of fun to record and uh, we'll be back doing it next year, buddy. I think this gimmick's here to stay. Exactly. We're going to for sure do the mid-year check and then we're going to do the end of year check. I like this, you know, and it's like it's a like you said, it's a great way to celebrate wrestling, to celebrate what we've watched and to not only that, but Matt, we're promoting, helping to promote 
those little federations that could like stardom. I hope so. Like uh, Pacific Crystal Coast Wrestling featuring the Carinos. I hope we can help to promote things at some point. Like little old companies like uh, World Wrestling Infotainment. What's this? I'm not sure. But yes, yes. We're, we're trying to help the struggling people along, Boris, you know? Yep. What a list. Honestly, wrestling in 2022 is going to be so fun. Uh, and, you know, this being day one, let's see what happens. But... We'll check back in another 365. But until then, he's Matt. I'm Boris. This is Bam. Thank you for listening. And Happy New Year to everyone. Have a safe 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah.